0: Hey, Hector, I'm afraid for the calendar. Its days are numbered.
1: Mm, kind of like the Cowboys.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Breaking Down the Tape.
1: I'm Zach my balls that is yeah. <laughs> my balls fuck you guys we haven't been here for about well we missed last week sorry okay. about that we missed last week but suck my balls I got a lot of shit to talk as usual. So
0: yeah, Hector's right. We
1: missed last week.
0: I was on a little bit of a vacation. I'm the man behind the curtain who does all the editing and shit. So since I was gone, we were gone. But hopefully you guys enjoyed Hector on live on Thursday. So thank you for, for being able to do that for me. And uh really
1: like me as much without you.
0: I know. I'm I'm the beauty behind the operation. You're just the uh you know the wit.
1: Yeah, I was just trying to be an asshole. Oh,
0: really? I'm shocked. uh but uh i actually
1: try to be a zach and i think that that failed me
0: i don't know i honestly i was in and out you know like i said i was on vacation i was on the beach uh you know dealing with the kid and stuff so i was in and out so i didn't catch too much
1: you guys in and there you know how live is
0: that's all right that's all right uh but this week you know we're gonna do a little bit of around the world of sports we got a trivia question we want to talk a little bit about richard Sherman. And we're going to talk some fantasy because the long-awaited Degenerates are back. Season four. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be shooting a separate Degenerates episode after this and publishing that as well this week. Uh, so stay tuned in for that. Um, and Hector, take us away with Around the World of Sports, brother.
1: All right, guys. All right. So we're going to hit it real quick. And there's not. Too much craziness going on right now, but just enough craziness. So we're going to hit the NHL. Season just ended. We all know that the Seattle Kraken is up and coming. Now, they just uh, announced that – who was it? Okay, right here. Marshawn Lynch, Sean Kemp, and Sue Bird, they're all – Prime Seattle players for their respective sports, basketball, football, and uh, baseball. Yep, yep. Uh, they will be announcing the Kraken's expansion draft picks. Mm-hmm. And, and that would be, I think, on Wednesday, so when everybody hears this.
0: Yep. It's coming up. It's coming up this week. Um, they've already started to sign some free agent players because they're in the ability to do that. Teams are making their decisions on who they can protect and who they can't protect. Um, so, so yeah, well, it's, it's going to be interesting. There's been some talk about Carey price, potentially uh, the goalie, you know, from the Canadians that, uh, that the Kraken are looking to draft, but there's some injury concerns there. So uh, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting rest of the week to see who goes where and what the uh, NHL will
1: look like for the next season. Now, do you think they'll do it to the extreme of the Golden Knights? What two two three years ago? Mind um, you, before I, you know, I'm sorry to cut you off, but mind you, this is the first time I think in our entire lifetime we seen like, well, we've seen expansion teams right come and go, but. Right back to back within like a five-year span two expansion teams
0: right no i agree with you um i mean we saw something relatively similar in like the na- late 90s early 2000s but i mean we were fucking like eight and ten years old you know what i mean barely able to fucking comprehend it in the nfl um but as far as your original question um i do i i think that they will maybe pull off the gas a little bit but you don't want to set up a new team for failure and with the extreme success monetarily not just on the ice but the extreme success financially that they've seen the golden knights have i have a feeling that they're going to want to perpetuate that and and start cracking off as a as a good team
1: yeah like we've had this talk where why don't they get like the 15th pick in the draft or 16th right. pick in the draft, and and you know, they get a bunch of um, you know, being you know, they get one or two A level players, but they get a bunch of you know, B, C, and D level players, right? Where instead of like how the Golden Knights, they were just fucking bomb squad, like it was like them looking oh, for right. the Warriors,
0: right? Right? No, I agree with you. I don't. We've talked about it, and I would like for them to figure that out, but I think it's been so long with the shitty drafts for the expansion. We had one amazing draft for the expansion, and they're still trying to figure out the middle ground. But in my mind, money talks. So they're going to, you know, since you saw such an influx of money, you know, into the league and into the Knights, they're going to lean more towards the money than
1: they are. Fucking over an expansion. Team. It's just—I mean—I know there's that. Uh, there's always gonna be that um, influx, I guess, with the money situation, where some teams obviously they're solidified, no matter how long they've been around. Right. Then you get a new team that comes in that all the money's getting milked into, and then you got the teams that just don't get—you know—they've been around but they don't get much. Right. Right. Um, It's just weird how, uh, and and I hope they figure it out, the system when you bring an expansion team in. So you bring the expansion team in, and then, you know, you're trying to, like, kind of reinvent the draft. Because now what you're doing is you're drafting players out of a team to go to a team, and then you're going to have a draft. Right, right, right. Then it's just like, like... now you're you're putting even one you're setting like if you don't figure out the perfect balance or some type of perfect balance, the the new team could potentially set themselves up to be great and then hit the draft and get a great a great draft pick while right. teams are giving up the shit that they were trying to build. Right. And then they lose some of the shit and now they gotta rebuild.
0: Right, right, which is why they allow teams to protect. And now, if somebody out there is a better hockey fan than I am and can delve more depth into this, I would love for you to reach out and let me know specifically how it works. But you do have X amount of players based off of, I guess, like your salary cap and all of these things that you get to protect. So there is some kind of way to, you know, shore up your borders, but you're still leaving people exposed and and like we saw with the last expansion draft you can leave big names exposed like Marc-Andre Fleury you know so uh, where the middle ground is I don't know but personally I'm in favor of leaning towards making the expansion team good because I find it as a hockey fan to be super exciting for you know
1: guys to upset the status quo so gotcha well we're gonna shoot over to the mob now that movie has been hot and spicy. The all star break was fantastic. Mm. Everything went great. The uh home run derby, like people thought Otani was gonna just walk away with it. I did as well. I did as well. I thought he was just gonna clean fucking house. Didn't happen. Um ended up being a back to back P. Alonzo a New York Met. Did you see what, what happened
0: was- after that, by the way? Which Apparently- was- With Pete Alonzo, apparently now I don't know the full story and I know you're not on TikTok, but I I've seen various TikToks from, I guess, people who are around him or video of the situation. He was they tried to kick him out of a bar later that night. So Pete Alonso comes out here wins the home run derby i guess he goes out to drink with friends now the video that i've seen shows pete standing there with like a with a drink in his hand and like a bewildered look on his face it's not like he's pushing and shoving he's not like tripping and falling all over the place he's literally sitting there like questioning life and what is going on right now what led up to the circumstance of that i do not know was Part of his crew acting crazy. Was he acting crazy? And then when the camera was on, he stopped. I don't know. I haven't seen anything from it. But apparently, I guess later that night, whatever bar he went to tried to kick him out. Holy shit! So he went home run derby, and then you can get the fuck out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he won the home run derby, and they got mad. (laughs) Right? Goodbye. Mad. Uh, It it was good that he run the won the home run derby. Congrats to him. Omar Derby was a success. Uh, They had some great guys with Ohtani, Osoto, you know, all those guys. And then going on to keep on with the Mets. Have you seen? So, obviously, you haven't. You haven't been uh, uh, attracted to the world lately. The Mets manager gets suspended two games. I did. I did see this, and I was going (laughs) to ask you about it if you didn't bring it up. Yes. He gets suspended two games. Because there was a dribbler down the line. The pitcher goes, while it was trying to be out of bounds or foul, I should say. Right. You know, he tries to swipe it to keep it out of bounds uh, 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 at the foul. Apparently was on the chalk. Fair ball. Three run score. The Mets manager goes, shit. That's fucking tossed. Comes out that the ump was actually right
0: i saw that so yes i did i didn't see it in real time but i obviously have seen replays so when i saw the replay in real time i i thought it was foul like i was like there's no way that's fair what the fuck is going on here no wonder he went fucking ape shit. i'd do the same thing And then they're showing like the overhead and where the ball is. And technically the ball was on the line, making it a fair ball when the pitcher fucking booted it 30 yards, you know, off fucking screen there. So technically it's a fair fucking ball. Now, if I was the manager, I get it in the moment, you know, you lose your shit on the yumps because bang, bang play that shit looked fair. But afterwards, I'm beating the shit out of whoever that fucking pitcher was. My <laughs> dude saw, dude, you saw the replay. My dude saw the ump fucking point fan. The ump didn't wait. It's not like the ump stood around and waited and was like, oh my God, I wonder what this is. He made a quick fucking decision, pointed fair. And what the fucking pitcher do instead of going to make the play started throwing a fucking temper tantrum, bro. Let replay make your argument for you. You have got to... Go make the play. Go save a run. Go do something. Don't stand there for 30 seconds arguing. Like, that's crazy to me. It's like a fucking quarterback that throws an interception and would rather sit there and pout than go try and make the tackle. No,
1: 100%. 100%. Like... That's uh, my big takeaway, to be honest. my My thing is, when I saw him, like... But he used his glove. He used his actual glove to try to swipe the ball away. So it looked originally when he swiped the ball that he shucked that shit into the stands. I saw that shit. <laughs> so I'm so- like, wait, it should be dead ball right. to
0: pony score. Right, right. Well, so that's that's the interesting part is didn't it go off of the net to stay in bounds and play, I guess?
1: So how the fuck is that in bounds? Then I mean I didn't see if it did, but if it did,
0: like my mentality and you're the baseball guy, so correct me if I'm wrong. Say on a fucking pop up foul ball, the ball hits the net, slides down, and you make the catch. That's not no, no, it's out
1: of it's out of bounds because obviously it's hitting, obviously right. it's hitting the top,
0: you know, right. So. By by the exact same logic, if you fucking boot the ball into the fucking net and the net saves it from going into the stands, does that not count as out of bounds and a ground rule double? Like am, am I wrong on
1: that? No, a hundred percent. I think you're right. I to me to I mean, it's your, opinion, point. It's actually, your point. That's why I don't like the net. Like I get the the sense of the net, I get the reason of the netting, I get right. everything why the netting is there. Right. When it comes to shit like this, right, then you want to change the rule and be like, oh, but,
0: right. I hear you, Rob Manfred. We need we need answers because we are confused. And speaking of, I don't know if you've got this on your list, but I saw that there was a couple of proposed rule changes for next year that Rod Manfred came out with uh, to yeah. include the DH for the national league ending this whole fucking runner starting at second for extra innings, which I agree with that. So no so more
1: seventh inning fucking double headers, uh, uh, double headers, no more uh, runners starting at second. Um, going back to old natural baseball, there's been a lot of hoopla about how people feel about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes, I saw it is the way it is, why change it?
0: I'm I'm okay with most of them. The whole DH making the DH universal. I don't know. I kind of disagree with that. I like that little back and forth and that chess match that you see managers have to pull in like the World Series and shit. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that, so I don't think the DH should be universal. Um, but but other than that, yeah, th- fuck that runner starting on second bullshit. Fuck seven-inning fucking doubleheaders. That's
1: fucking stupid. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I agree with most of those. I mean, I I get the whole – because I've I've always been an advocate for if you're on the field, you hit. So a pitcher should hit. I mean, we grew up our entire lives learning to play every fucking position, hitting, pitching, and all – and then right. when we get to high school, we're still doing it. But then you get to college and they're like, okay, this is what you are. Right.
0: I I guess I agree to an extent. I want to make the comparison that NFL players should play both ways, but I get that that's a pretty shitty comparison.
1: No, uh, because in high school, you play offense or you like you play offense and, I mean get it you play offense and defense but you figure out where you're best at
0: no and I appreciate that and that it's a completely different fucking sport hitting a baseball and, and fucking going out and making a tackle as a quarter quarterback playing fucking cornerback is is not a is not a great thing so no I appreciate that I guess I so, appreciate that
1: uh staying on the MLB fuck Boston our fans hit him in the back with a baseball so what
0: ah uh, see band, i disagree with you there i don't i think you know, that's he deserves boston.
1: it he deserves it i'm just saying it's boston so fuck that dude oh oh you're saying the fan deserves the ban and shit okay yeah the, the he deserves the ban but fuck boston
0: i thought you were going to say the player deserves the ball getting thrown at him I'm like oh no, hold he on
1: he does still he still does it's boston like it's he still he's boston <laughs> But it's wrong for what had happened. Right. And the fact that these Boston fans want to come out and be like, oh, my God. Bro, did you not just realize that the Boston Celtics, like, started the whole NBA bullshit where people were, like, fucking throwing shit at people?
0: It's crazy. So, like I said before, you know, I'm on on TikTok, and there are so many, like, Boston. Obviously, I, I live on the sports side of TikTok, all of these Boston fans are coming out and like baseball fans in general are just trying to shit all over the Yankees, especially now because of that instance, you know, worst fan base in all of sports, blah, 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 blah. And there's one Boston fan in particular. I don't even know his fucking name. He keeps on coming out and he's like, well, I feel like shitting on the Yankees more and had like 10 videos in a row on it. I'm like, bro, we just live rent free in your head. Don't we? My God, we don't even think about you people unless we're fucking Mm. playing you. You just can't even help but have our name on your tongue. Holy
1: shit. Anyway, done with the NL uh, MLB. And mind you, the Yankees took the fucking series against the Red Sox. Where are you Boston fans at? Let me hear you. Oh, I can't. Did
0: you see my drunken sports me battle on Saturday night? Oh, man, that shit was awesome. I was like, yo, you're ripped. I barely remember what I what? said. I just um, remember shooting the video. I-
1: um, guys, I'm like, yeah. <laughs>
0: Dude, was that really
1: that bad? <laughs> no, you, I could see the mumble. Right,
0: right. Yeah, I was trying real hard, man. I was so I, I I finished off a bottle and a half of fucking dogfish head sonic archaeology, which is like fucking pure liquor. Uh, so yeah, so excuse excuse me for that.
1: <laughs> Let's finish this up. Let's do Two it. NBA, we got the Suns. We got the Bucks tonight. It's Monday, but Wednesday, when everyone hears this, they mm-hmm. will know and be ready. If so, for a Game Seven, where the Bucks will win. Say-
0: the Bucks lose tonight, Monday night, and the Bucks will win on Wednesday night. That's my. So you're,
1: prediction. you're saying Bucks in seven.
0: That's I've said Bucks in seven since last series. Receipts, baby, receipts.
1: I mean, my bucks in six. I mean, uh, my sons in six isn't gonna happen because that's what I kept saying. Right, right. So that's out so of the wanna, water.
0: Do you want to switch over to the dark side and take the bucks in six?
1: I, I, I mean, I'm not against any team. I just wanted Chris Paul to finally win a chip. Giannis got time. Right, that's you fair. But I'm okay with any one of them winning, honestly, and cool and uh, it just sucks. Like I, I I said it the other day to a buddy, and I was like, if if the Suns go down three to two to the Bucks, and they got to go into Milwaukee to try to win a game to go back to Phoenix, they're gonna lose.
0: So then, you think the Bucks are taking it tonight?
1: I think the Bucks take this one. Hmm. I think the, I think the Bucks take this one, but I still have a Suns in seven because I think the Suns win it in seven if it goes seven. I see. I see. So,
0: I got you. So, if the Suns can make it past tonight, then they're locked to win Game Seven.
1: Yeah, because they're back home and they can try to figure out something, but it is very hard after losing three in a row to go into Milwaukee Mm -hmm. and win a game. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. I I mean,
0: I've been on the bucks for a bit now. I'm casual basketball fan at best, but I'll take, I still six or seven. I'll still stay with seven, but six or seven, I'm taking the bucks.
1: So before we end the NBA section, we shoot over to the rest of our show. And finals MVP and I want both takes, both teams. What do you who do you got? Uh Jesus, I don't know nearly
0: enough to not take the obvious picks. So if it's the Bucs, I'm taking Giannis. If it's the Suns, I'm taking Chris Paul. Simply because I don't know nearly enough to make arguments for anybody else.
1: All right. There's been some arguments where Giannis and Middleton can go back and forth. People are saying Middleton. I'm saying Giannis only because he's had all the key moments. He's averaged all the, like, he showed up every single game, even though Middleton was there for the winning games. Right. And on the other side, I will say Chris Paul. Well, now I change my answer for the Suns. Okay. I'm actually going to change it. I'm going to say Booker. Booker has been averaging over 30 points this whole finals. No shit. And no oh. one's hurt like has said anything. He's averaged oh. almost like 28, 29, almost 30 points in the finals. No shit. I don't know. Well, Chris that. Paul fell off the last two games. Chris Paul, right. I think uh game three or game four. Was where Booker didn't show up. He only dropped like 10 points, but the other couple the other three games. Right. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I've heard both Middleton and Booker's names thrown around as well. But like I said, I just personally don't know enough to make arguments for them. But I feel like that's
1: fair. I so saw what I said. That's the end of Aroundabout Sport.
0: Please hold while your hosts go crack another beer. In the meantime, you're welcome to grab some alcohol of your own. and Like, follow, and share us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and SportsMe for all of your football and sports needs. And we're back with our trivia question of the week. Like we said before, it's been a couple of weeks, so I don't even remember what the last trivia question was.
1: Oh, I honestly, I don't. I can't. But I think I was right. You were.
0: That's all I know. So
1: I- <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> like, Yo, they're They're just saying
0: it. One hundred percent. I like we always say it's my goddamn podcast. I get to make the rules. <laughs> um. So this week's question, since we've missed you guys for two weeks, I've decided to be ridiculously hard and make it almost impossible for you to answer. <laughs> Seriously. Which longtime college coaching great finished second in the 1956 Heisman voting to Paul Hornung? Say again. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you options for this too. Which longtime college coaching great Finished second in the 1956 Heisman voting behind Paul Hornung. A is Bear Bryant. B is Vince Dooley. C is Johnny Majors. And D is Steve Spurrier. So Vince basically, the,
1: That's where I'm going.
0: You went Vince Dooley. So one more time for the people in the back. Basically, the question boils down to who finished second in Heisman voting in 1956. That's that's the crux of the question. Breaking down the tape would like to remind its fans to please drink responsibly, and do not forget that the trivia question will be up on our social medias. So feel free to answer there or write into us at breaking down the tape at yahoo.com. So this is obviously inspired by recent events. And it's a question that we've asked of this veteran free agent a couple of times. Where is he going? What does he have next in his career? Uh, But now I guess the question has turned to, is Richard Sherman's career done? And this was actually inspired by you on SportsMe who asked that very same question the other day. Um, So for everyone who doesn't know what's going on with Richard Sherman, Um, He was arrested for burglary domestic violence on, like, Thursday of last week or something to that effect, Um, which basically means that, no, he didn't beat anybody, Um, but I guess... And he didn't really
1: break into any house.
0: Right, right, but I guess burglary domestic violence is something to the effect of he didn't leave his spouse's general vicinity when asked and forced and he to. caused damage right um he was i guess prior to that it was found out that he was drunk driving ran into like a telephone pole or something mm-hmm. that In fact didn't run into anybody else fled the scene on foot ran to his in-laws his father-in-law's house where i guess his his wife and kids were Um and and tried breaking down the door. If if you haven't seen the video to this point, I don't necessarily encourage it. Um, it is it's kind of scary. I I mean, I'm a I'm a big dude, but Richard Sherman's a bigger dude, you know, and he's gonna he he would hurt me.
1: Definitely not breaking down the tape. He was breaking down something else.
0: Oh yo, big facts. Uh, that door, by the way, like this is gonna be like the one joking portion of this that I might crack. Um, is that door has the best defense in the NFL? I mean, holy Jesus Christ! Uh, anyway, because that thing didn't, like, it. he was not, like, knock, 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 you know, where's Johnny? Like, he was... Nah, he was...
1: He fucking did. sucking it, like, like he had a whole crew
0: behind him with the battery ram. Mm-hmm. I've seen Richard Sherman hit grown men that hard and watch them fold, so that door is on some next-level shit. Um, whoever is the, like, manufacturer of that door should use that as a commercial. Call me. Um... Call me. Right. But, uh, uh, he was originally arrested uh, and held without bail, but since it's been knocked down to misdemeanors, I believe four, and released on his own self-recognizance. Um, uh, let me get your opinions, man. I, I mean, I, what the fuck is my original opinion?
1: I I wasn't expecting it from Richard Sherman. You know, I wasn't expecting it from him. We all know people go through their own things. They're humans. They have their outside life. They have their trials and tribulations. They have you know anxiety, depression, all that stuff, CTE, you wanna whatever you wanna call it. Um well, it was just weird coming from him. And then to this extent, yeah. Where, you know, he crashed in a construction zone. He fled the scene of his car. They found his car with no one there. Um, they found him out. You know, it's crazy. It's just nuts. Um, we hope that everything goes well for him. Sure. But you're an, a high-priority member of the NFL Players Association.
0: Yeah, he's like the vice president, right? Or, or something this to that
1: to me, this is it. You are done. This is Michael Jackson. This is it. You are done. Really? So you don't think you think his NFL career is over? How can you allow? I mean, first of all, it's, it's different if let's say he was a few years younger, prime of his career. You can somewhat try to find a way to punish him and keep him in the league. Sure. At this point, you're out of the. You you're going on your one or two year deals now. Right. No no one's gonna especially because there's no way to justify what you did. The the evidence is out there.
0: True. So, I kind of have some follow up questions that I've been thinking about. Do you think? So, you know, obviously, like the the father-in-law and his wife has have come out multiple times, even on the 911 call, you know, saying this isn't like him, this isn't like him. And they were more afraid for him than they were themselves. Um, do you think that maybe in his personal life, he's been exhibiting some of these behaviors because he hasn't been signed or do you think those two things are just completely unrelated right like he hasn't been signed by an nfl team because it's business he's up there in his career he's like a fucking 14 year veteran or whatever you know and, and he's just getting old and can't play at the level that a lot of teams would want him or do you think that it's some of that mixed with hey we've been kind of seeing some of these erratic behaviors and not really going to play out well for us kind of situation.
1: I think the team's not signing him. It's just, you know, the team's not signing him. Like you said, he's up there That's and awesome. he's almost 14, 15 years in the league. Right. Even at Richard Sherman's age, which I consider Richard Sherman a Larry Fitzgerald. Right. Ages. Except Larry Fitzgerald never made you question him. True ever even on the field you never questioned larry fitzgerald i questioned sherman on the field multiple times
0: that's fair that's a very fair statement multiple even as great as he is i questioned him multiple times so then i guess my follow-up is say you're right in his nfl career as we know it is done does he, I've been quoted many times saying that if the Jets were to sign him, I wouldn't want him to play a fucking snap. Essentially, I would just want him as, as DB's coach. Do you think that coaching is in his future? NFL PA work is in his future? This really has killed the NFL for him.
1: In any I way don't shape see him anywhere near PA. Really? I don't see him anywhere near that. I Because I, 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 they don't want his face out there at this point you don't
0: think that's a little harsh for a dude now i know you brought this up before before we got on air. but to my knowledge you don't think that's harsh for a dude who's had one incident in the public
1: eye name a guy that is out there that after something like that they're 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 in the in the spotlight like in the in the front of a camera name name one I mean, I guess you're right. It I hasn't, right. hasn't taken a, a while to get out of that bad spotlight to be able to be in the spotlight right.
0: in, a, in such a positive way. Now I, I hear you, but you just, you don't think that that's unfair in this slightest. You don't think that that's doing him dirty. I mean, this has been, an no, up- an yeah, average this has been an upstanding member of both the NFL and his personal community. And and now that we a know problem. of,
1: that we know
0: of. That's fair.
1: Like I said, I think there was other uh, um, law enforcement diffractions that he's had, which that doesn't mean much. You mean uh, you can read between the lines of some of these diffractions, but right, right. Um, with the NFL, we're having the video showing that you're an NFL PA top associate, right. You're trying to find a contract and you go right. and, and like you're doing, you're just doing this. Right. Hmm. Like, I don't see, I don't maybe eventually at some point he becomes a coach. Right, right. But not off the rip. No, I hear you. You know, take a few years. But to to play again, I don't think he'll play again.
0: That I agree with. As far as the NFLPA just throwing him away like that, I hear what you're saying. It's just so hard for me to think that an organization that stood up so heavily for, you know, Ray Rice or fucking Pac-Man Jones or, you know, fucking Hardy, you know what I mean? Like an organization that stood up for these guys as is part of their contract and what they're supposed to fucking do is going to throw away one of their top members...
1: Ray Rice never touched the field again. Fair point. He never touched fair the field again.
0: Fair point. Ray Rice was a... Uh, they stood up for him, but you're right. They did not lose that, that is.
1: They barely stood up for him. They well, were not... In, the minute they saw that video of him pulling the... That was it. It was over. All
0: right. Fair point. I lose on Ray Rice. Over. But... <laughs> They stood up for Plexico Burrs when he shot himself, and they stood up for fucking Pac Man Joey. Barely,
1: played what another year after that and then was gone.
0: Plexco Burrs was never really that good anyway. So,
1: he, he won the Super Bowl.
0: Yes, Plexico Burrs by himself won the Super Bowl.
1: Without a QB, no one was a Super Bowl. How about that one?
0: We really want to go there in this in this. We want we want to do another 45 minutes on that, just us screaming at each other again.
1: I'm just saying, you want to say shit, so I'm gonna say ridiculous shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that is that what it's gonna be? Zach says ridiculous shit. Um,
1: what, yeah, instead of Smurf, it's just say Zach's uh I say ridiculous shit. <laughs> um,
0: Wait, what was it the other week? Wasn't it um, Zach starts theories or some shit like that? Um, but anyway, so no playing for Richard Sherman, eventually a coach. Do you see him just being like a positions coach in the future? or
1: I can see him being – well, I don't see – I don't see him really being a head coach. Right. I see him being a coach, assistant right. coach. C B coach, D B right. coach, what what whatever you wanna I don't right. I he could possibly be a coach in the league at right. some point. I just think right now they don't want him around the league right now.
0: He's gotta keep it on the low. Fair enough. Yeah. What do you think? I know you kinda touched on it before about CTE. Do you I think I don't wanna say I think that it's involved, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. What what do you think? caused all of this? Like, what possessed him to lose his ever-loving fucking
1: mind? Dude, it, like, you got me. Fair you not got me. Yeah. Part, of, part of me wants to be like, because I the minute it happened, I text you. Yeah. I was like, yo, bro, what the hell? Yup. Yup. And, and part of me wants to say, you know, yeah, he is one of those uh DBs where... He did hard hits and a lot of interceptions and he was doing a lot of contact. So yeah, we can say TTE. We can say the drinking might've done it. We can say he had something that we never even known of outside of everything. Right, right, right. Whole different reasons. It's just so freaking
0: weird. Yeah. Just, it came the fuck out of nowhere. But mean, people like, have
1: people. Okay, so they came out and they said that year, uh, a couple years ago he was denied concealed carry. He's not allowed to hold a weapon anymore due to, uh, I think they wanted to say mental issues and uh, something else. So he's not allowed to hold a weapon anymore. Um, and then they also came out and, fuck, I don't want to be wrong, they said something else. But uh, it, it, it just brings up the speculation right. of, is it CT? Oh, right. he had uh, depression. He was on uh, depression meds. Hmm. He was on depression and anxiety meds. Hmm. So it's like, is it CT? Is it that right. he had something going on? Is it like, uh, is it NF, like, but you can't blame it on the NFL, this could be shit that like I go oh,
0: through that you sure. go through that. For sure, for sure. And and like you said, and let me make it very clear to the fans, it is purely speculation. It is purely a topic that I wanted to bring up because I hold Richard Sherman in a high regard and all of this just seemed very sudden and out of nowhere. Um so especially what caused it, what was the motivating factors factors behind it? That is true and pure speculation no basis for anything. And Hector's 100% right when he says, well, you fucking got me. You know what I mean? With all of the, like you said, it could be the years of playing football. It could be just normal with huge quotation marks and average depression. And it could be the alcohol mixed with maybe some other things or it just could have been the fucking alcohol. It could have been a bad motherfucking day. I I mean, fuck, I don't know. Um, I just... It's fucking crazy to me.
1: Crazy to me. But what sucks, and it's and and it's the ultimate final at this point is when you're at the level that you're at. Even just the simplest of mistakes ends it.
0: Yeah, and that's true. I mean, we we've talked about it a couple of times. Like this for is me, Sherman's career done. But yeah, I feel like this puts a nail in that coffin.
1: Yeah, like for me. Or, or you, like, we can go and have this incident go on. No one would ever have known that we got through it. We go to work the next day, and we're fine. Right, right. But yeah. for him, it's all over the news. The world sees it. Right, right, yeah. We're it's- seeing an organization that... There's only one organization of the NFL. There's no NFL of the universe. There's only the NFL. Like, that's right. it. Like, right. There's no so, NFLs for multiple countries. There's
0: only the NFL. Right, right. You're so largely in the public eye, it's not even funny. And then, like you said, which, you know, it's being such a figure in the NFLPA, you know, the good guys against the bad guys of Roger Goodell and the suits of the NFL, you know, it just... It's a bad fucking look, to put it simply. Uh, but but yeah, man, I, I unfortunately agree. I don't want to agree, but I do unfortunately agree with you that his career has pretty much come to an end. And I think he, we're going to hear a lot less of Richard Sherman here um, yeah, as he keeps his head down. No judge for him. Thank you to all of our fans listening to this point. Breaking down the tape, would like to remind you to please like, follow, and share us on all of our social medias and subscribe where you get your podcasts. Again, that is YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Sportsme, and wherever you get your podcast. Please like, follow, share, and thank you to the fans. And since we're shooting the first Degenerates episode this week, tune in for that. Shameless plug. We have to talk some fantasy football, Hector.
1: We just, we have to. Wow. I mean, being the reigning champ, I'm always ready to talk some fantasy football.
0: I need a soundboard that has bruh on it. So whenever you say being the reigning champ, champ, I can just hit bruh every
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> bruh. Like the, make uh, me a meme and be like, "Bruh, yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 um, we're not going to talk too much about the degenerates in this episode." I am going to make you listen to the other one because that's just what we do. So get over it. Uh, but I do want to. What talk- we said,
1: motherfuckers. <laughs> I haven't I been do. saying I said what I said lately as much, but I do say what I say. Remember me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but. I do want to talk some fantasy sleepers. Now, I know, obviously, Christian McCaffrey is the number one pick. Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, you know, all these guys, everybody that everybody talks about, right? Duh. I want to know one, two, if you can come up with a third. I want to know fantasy sleepers. So for people who listen to this episode who aren't really like the biggest fantasy football people, sleepers are guys that you expect to do far better than what they're projected. They're projected to just for round numbers, score a hundred points the entire season, but you think they're going to score the 400 points, the entire season because of whatever. So that being a fantasy sleeper, I'll let you go first. Give me one. We can kind of go back and forth. Who's like your top fantasy sleeper.
1: All right. So for me, um, and you're going to have to remind me on my second pick that I, I ended up telling you, but uh. I'm gonna go with J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins um, for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and I've actually picked him up a few times. And you know, it was you know waiver drops, and you know, the last I think two years he's been in the league. Uh, last year he was a rookie, I believe. J.K. Dobbins was it last year? He was a rookie. I
0: uh, no 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 no. That's no, you. You're right. You're right. I was thinking of James Robinson for whatever reason from the Jags. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. That's me.
1: Yeah. So, um, I, I would say JK Dobbins, um, uh, the run game in, in Baltimore is phenomenal. He's done actually pretty fucking well over the last two years and just slowly picking up his stats and being a big part of that run game. Um, the first year, he was under the Mark Ingram shadow. Right. The second year, uh, last year, he was a dual threat. It was him and I forgot who else they fucking had. They had, I think, two other running backs they were fucking running with. Right. But I think Dobbins, his speed, his strength, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, actually, his um, chance of getting most of the load on the on like the first reps and have a really really good uh I guess first starting season for him
0: so my only because I do agree with you for the most part with JK my my only fear and I think a fear that makes him a sleeper is are you not concerned that Lamar Jackson has led the team in rushing yards
1: No, because I know um, right now Lamar Jackson's really young. Right. And just like uh, Michael Vick. Right. um, Yeah, they'll let him do what he has to do now, but they're eventually going to pull the reins on him and be like, bro, you can't keep doing that. Right, right. And If you want to preserve your career or your longevity of your career or whatever you want to do within the NFL, you can't keep running the ball.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I I like J.K. Dobbins. I I really do. It's just the style of offense that is Lamar Jackson makes me afraid for him. Like
1: right now, like what? Lamar Jackson had two back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. Yep. Yep. I don't see a third. You don't? I don't see a third. I don't see a third. I don't see a fourth. Okay. I don't even see a fifth. He might maybe get one more in his in his career. Right, right. But I don't but see him getting multiple, and I don't see him getting more than just that one extra thousand-yard seat. That's it. I don't see it.
0: Okay, so you're starting to so say you cool. yourself, they're going to start to shift towards leaning on the running back core and J.K. Dobbins more.
1: Bro, you know football just as much as I do. How many running quarterbacks last? They don't. It's why I hate them. That's fair. It's good if you have it in your repertoire. But if it's more thing to go to,
0: it's not going to last long. Not going to last. Mine, my number one, is actually a tight end. And I'm going with Logan Thomas on the Washington football team. So I think he proved himself a lot last year. He was a good tight end fantasy-wise. I'm just in the sport of football. Um and again, um we're talking like standard PPR, you know, standard one point per reception. Um, I like Logan Thomas for the simple fact of they don't really have much else in Washington. They don't really have like um who's their running back back there because I like him um,
1: Geist?
0: no, Geis isn't there anymore. Uh, it used to be Geis. uh, fuck, I was just um, I know who, who it is
1: we know about them.
0: Right. I know who it, he had a good fantasy year last year, too, because I had him, whoever the running back was. But was it Gibson? Gibson, Antonio Gibson. Thank you. Um, I, I think Gibson is primed to have another good year. But I think passing wise, no matter who they have at quarterback, I think whether it's Fitzmagic Magic, who loves his tight ends or whether it's um, the kid that just fucking duked them, I'm I'm losing names to he- Heineke. Heineke. Thank you. Um, I, I think Logan Thomas is going to be a sure handed big physical tight end. That's going to just rack up a lot of, you're not going to see like crazy amounts of touchdowns. I think you'll get average touchdowns. I don't think you're going to see crazy amounts of yards, but I do think you're going to see higher than average receptions. I think he's just going to rack up short to mid range receptions and just points on points on points. I don't think stacking him with Heineke or Magic since that's up in the air who's playing. I don't think that stack is a good stack, but I like Logan Thomas. I think he's going to solidify himself as one of the
1: top tight ends in fantasy football. So I like the Jordan Thomas pick. I mean, do uh, you hear me? <laughs> Logan, the Logan, Logan, Thomas pick, excuse me, because right. I'm foreshadowing where I'm going. <laughs> I like the Logan Thomas pick, but okay. I feel like it's the opposite of Jordan Reed. Okay. So you're saying he's gonna stack on stack on stack on receptions. Right. We know Reed as being a guy who can't really stay on the field, but he'll get you touchdowns. True that. So that so- he won't get many catches, he won't play many touches, he'll get you touchdowns. I see Logan Thomas, Logan Thomas as a guy who's gonna get you a lot of receptions. Um, and you know, he's not gonna be the touchdown guy for you though. Right, right. He's that not a touchdown guy.
0: So do you think it would be
1: now? That's I don't I know the
0: answer to this because as I'm saying it out loud, it sounds fucking stupid. Would you stack Thomas and Reed? No. Yeah, that's I, – I knew Reed it. Is I knew done. it. As I was
1: asking it. Reed is done. Yeah. Reed is done. He probably won't ever see the field again.
0: I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Is He's he done. even still on the fucking Washington football team?
1: No, I think they released him, and he hasn't been signed. Yeah, that's right. From, what I've, from the last thing I've
0: known. Right, right. That makes sense. All right, give me your second sleeper.
1: <laughs> so my second sleeper, let me look at my little handy-dandy notebook, make sure I got it right, say his name right, actually. Kadarius Tony. From the New York Giants. Just got drafted. Mm -hmm. What was it, second round? Uh, First, I think. Was
0: it first first round? round, Like 20th pick or something to that effect.
1: Something like that. I'm going to give it to this guy. At first, I was very skeptical of why they picked him. But now I think about right. it, and I'm like, all right, so you got Kenny Galladay on one side. He's supposed to be the number one. Everyone is saying how this guy is going to blow up to be pretty much better than Galladay and be the number one of the Giants. But then I'm like, you know, let's all talk. Right. People always talk. Right. And you look at the film, and you watch it, and you – and you're uh, watching his interviews, and you're you're watching his practices, and the man can't ball. And I do believe he has a extreme deep threat possibility. Extreme deep threat possibility. Yeah, he can blow the doors off you for sure. He's a great middleman, like those dig routes, those fucking mid-routes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a guy that you're just going to fucking bully around in there. He's going to go in there, he's going to get his licks and he'll he'll come up with catches.
0: So you're not stressed about him being a rookie at all.
1: N- no. No, I think I think on the Giants there's enough on on the squad to take pressure off of him right now. Barkley's coming back. There's more pressure on Barkley than him. Right. Well, that's you got Galladay coming into effect for the first year. More pressure on him being the number one than Tooney. So, so- while then you still got Shepard, who's a, a automatic on the Giants. Right, you got a couple key guys around that. Um, they've been around on the on the team for a little bit, and they know the system. So you can rely on them to start the season off and then try to, you know, expand your horizon. But I don't, I don't feel like he, I feel like Barkley has more um, pressure pressure than he does.
0: So then kind of a counterpoint to what you were just saying with, with Shepard, with Galladay with Saquon, with Evan Ingram, who is like the drop King, but still is going to get fed the ball. Are you not? Are you worried about Tony not getting enough touches?
1: I'm. I'm not worried about that because you know why I see Ingram, depending on how he plays, takes less reps to Rudolph. Rudolph is a better blocker than Ingram. Right, right. Rudolph. Are so a- not
0: worried about the the passes that are going to get thrown Tony's way at all? You think he's going to get fed? Just no, fine.
1: Tony. To to me. To me, Tooney, Tony, however you say his name, um, he's automatic the number two. Okay. You're going to have Galladay. And, yeah, Shepard's there. Right. But I feel like Shepard could be more efficient as a number three. Okay. Okay. You so play you- Shepard against a number three, he's cooking them every time. Okay. He's cooking them.
0: Okay. I can respect it I can respect it I rookies scare me rookies scare me when I have sums of money on the line so as far as fantasy like I get it and I've seen the film and I agree with you but the fact that he's not taking an NFL snap in his life you know in a game time situation does concern me as far as fantasy goes that's just me personally Uh, my second uh, fantasy sleeper is actually a little bit of a homer pick I'm taking Corey Davis. I know when the Jets signed him, I shit on him a little bit. He's only had 1,000-yard you know, receiving season, uh, and that was his last season, so we're showing improvement. I know the Jets' offense is in complete fucking shambles. He's on a new team with a new quarterback with a new fucking coach, and I have no reason to believe that he would do outstanding. I'm still going to take him. I think that he's going to be one of the more sure handed leaders on that team. I think, although Denzel Mims has way more potential, he's been hurt too much. Jamison Crowder has been the go-to guy and I love him for it, but I'm taking Corey Davis. I think he's going to get a lot of targets this year. I think Zach Wilson and him are going to make a very good
1: friendship. Corey it kind of makes me feel how you feel about Crowder. But, um. I mean, I'm not trying to shit on Crowder. I can see it. It's weird because we don't know who Zach Wilson's number one is going to be. Right. Like, <clears throat> on paper, yeah, we got Corey Davis, Mims, uh, uh, Crowder and Crowder technically should be the number one receiver, even being a slot receiver. Right. Um, so right. in my eyes, until someone proves otherwise, she should be the number one receiver. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you can't because of his position. You don't want to put him on the slot. I right. mean, on the uh, on the outside. Right. Um. There's so much inconsistent. I mean, Corey Davis is – and people – Corey Davis is the most consistent, but the most inconsistent, I guess, at the same time. Right.
0: You don't know what he's going to bring to the
1: table. Yeah, we don't know what he's going to bring to the table, but at the same time, he's the most tenured guy in the league and most productive guy in the league so far out of the receivers in in our core. Right. And I mean, look, he got a thousand
0: yards with Ryan Tannehill and the run heavy Titans. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's that's kind of my theory. As part of me is like, okay, we really don't know what Salah's gonna dial up on the offense and how he's gonna be based on my experience with defensive minded coaches. He's probably gonna be more of a ground and pound. Are they putting
1: Davis fire. on the on the on the outside to the inside?
0: As far as when he was with the Titans, I think... No,
1: I'm saying with the Jets.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Um, I would put him on the outside. I'd put him, I'd pair him with Mims on the outside, opposite of Mims. I like that. I like that a lot. Crowder Crowder, Crowder
1: on the inside with... Uh, who, who's the other one? I forgot.
0: As far as receivers go, fuck me. I don't... The Jets receivers are like... Uh, Elijah Moore. Moore,
1: yeah. We still got – Elijah Moore is supposed to be a fucking – I
0: I thought about Elijah Moore. I thought about him for, like, my second fantasy sleeper. It's just something about a rookie quarterback and a rookie wide receiver with a rookie offense that fucks me up too much, that
1: I – no, no I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it at that. But Elijah Moore is supposed to be a very good product coming I out
0: think after. I think after this season, I think Elijah Moore may springboard himself to one of your, you know, after this
1: season he, dies, he just but... traded to Kansas City. Him and Patty Mahomes link up. He becomes an all-time one of the all-time great wide receivers in playoff. That's what's gonna happen. That's I usually a- what happens for the Jets.
0: Averages 20 touchdowns a game. Yeah. Yes. But with that being said, sir, let's talk some more fantasy over on The Degenerates.
1: Mm, let's do it.
0: So, guys, before we let you go, like, follow, share anywhere where you get your podcasts. We're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, SportsMe, SportsMe, SportsMe. SportsMe Download SportsMe. And, and do go you... find me on TikTok. I'm <laughs>
1: what the degenerates? Hit him with it. Ben, 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 I said what I said, bitches. ben, 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 ben.